the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome aboard. Yes, it's Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn here with you from 4 to 7 p.m. Breathing that clean, high-altitude Colorado air. And looking forward to saying hello to everybody. 303-696-1971. All kinds of interesting things going on this week. And we'll uh, dig into them just a little bit in a good, cheerful kind of way. As, yes, we watch America, the, the candles going out in this country, and it's our job to keep them lit and find a way to overcome the Biden destruction, the leftist destruction, ruling class destruction of this country. Hopefully that Martha's Vineyard scenario has hit home with everybody. I mean, 50 illegal aliens sent by Governor DeSantis from Florida to Martha's Vineyard, the island enclave, just a little bit south of Cape Cod out there, right next to Nantucket, where they live large, very large. And the good leftists of Martha's Vineyard, where you see all of those yard signs, the BLM yard signs about how nobody is illegal and kindness is what they are all about. Well, 50 illegals lasted about one day there before the military got these illegals out of Martha's Vineyard. And there's an awful lot of instructive lessons, illuminating lessons to pull from this episode. And I thought I would just go into them because that is so symptomatic of leftist psychology. They love to think so highly of themselves and think so well of themselves, and they have all the right opinions. They think all the right thoughts, and they do everything right because they get their propaganda that tells them so. (laughs) And then, you know, the moment something gets even vaguely uncomfortable for them, oh, well, it's, it's calling the military and get these illegals out of my backyard. Those illegals belong in Texas. You know, they belong in Arizona. They belong in someone else's backyard, but not ours. And you start thinking of all the different ways the leftists, they... Can Biden and the left run this country by treating basically the entire country like dirt? Can they really do that? Can they really pull this off? Is that going to be successful in this country? Where, uh, yeah, you know, they have free speech. They can say and do whatever they want. But uh, you, if you disagree with them, you get censored. You get shut down. You get deplatformed. Yeah, they can say for years that the 2016 election was stolen, stolen. But you can't say, no one else can say the 2020 election was stolen. You can't say that. You can say it about 2016 for years, but not about 2020. Do you see? You can go down the long list of things where the left 
feels great about themselves and does whatever the heck they want, wants what they want, they get what they want, and they're meanwhile looking down on their noses at the rest of humanity, at the heartland of this country, at the majority of this country, they seem to regard as dirt, little better than dirt. Some commentator, a leftist, talking about Martha's Vineyard, talked about trash. Yeah, there's like bringing trash to Martha's Vineyard. They actually said that. NBC actually tweeted this quote. And I was talking last week about leftist Yuval Harari, talking about the problem of useless people in the world, all these useless people out there. And um, what's the left going to do about that? He says, well, it's like going to be video games and drugs is how we're going to deal with the problem of useless people. But the leftist mindset, ladies and gentlemen, is getting so extreme, so really out of bounds that they actually think of their fellow humans as useless, as trash, and go down the list. Does it start to make sense, the leftist mindset that is running this country, the people that are on top? And they are particularly keen and good at hating on their fellow Americans who do not somehow have their same opinions. Joe Biden, you know, wants to have a one-party state. He sees he's lost the country. He sees he's um, screwing up the place. And um, so he says, well, I guess, you know, if my political opponents are getting more popular than I am, I guess I better ban and outlaw political opposition. Yeah, that's what you do. You see the poll numbers. You see how many struggles Joe Biden is having. Uh, He's way underwater. He's up there, by the way, is Joe Biden live on television celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act and how successful this is. The Inflation Reduction Act we just passed all this new government spending that's going to somehow reduce inflation. But meanwhile, the stock ticker, the stock market was getting hammered, went down like 1,200 points that very day. And so you have like places like CNN and they're running Biden's speech, celebrating inflation reduction and how successful it is. And then the stock market is going straight down the tubules <laughs> because investors are spooked about inflation. Oh, inflation isn't fully priced in. Oh, inflation is worse than we were expecting oh inflation so let's sell sell get out can you imagine all of that and those are the kind of people that want to ban and outlaw and censor and just altogether kick around fbi raid their opposition by the way that fbi raid thing um judge cannon talked about this last week has appointed a special master to review the eleven thousand documents stolen out of donald trump's mar-a-lago And Merrick Garland, the DOJ, is kind of panicking about this, kind of freaking out about this. And it's kind of making me wonder if this is going to backfire on Biden's corrupt DOJ and Merrick Garland because they really don't want other eyeballs on any of these documents. Why is that? Well, what if these documents, a lot of them are about the corruption of Crossfire Hurricane, the corruption of Biden, Obama, and Comey, and Mueller, and the rest of them, and they can't have other eyeballs on this stuff. They're freaking out about the special master, a fellow named Raymond Deary, a New York judge, retired FISA judge as well. I'll I'll throw some stuff in on that as the program goes on. A little bit about, uh, yeah, that skunk Mitch McConnell, the rhino Mitch McConnell, he's defunding America First Senate candidates pulled funding out of Arizona for the great Blake Masters. 
and funneling money into the good, docile rhino candidates running for the Senate around the country. What a vindictive guy. People are realizing that Mitch McConnell would rather be in the minority. It's more power for Mitch to be in the minority by spiking and even sabotaging certain Republican candidates running for office for the Senate because Mitch doesn't like them. Mitch doesn't feel like he can control them. And the moneyed GOP establishment donor class feels like they maybe wouldn't be able to control someone like a J.D. Vance in Ohio or a Blake Masters in Arizona. And that uniparty dynamics is important to understand all of that. Trump had a big rally in Ohio last night. Big one. Huge one. Got a few clips from that. We'll just look that over a little bit. Is Trump right now the latest Harvard-Harris poll in a perspective GOP primary for the 2024 presidency. Trump is up 42 points, 42, 42. That is a huge margin. And I think the plans to bring DeSantis into the fold, I think they're thinking twice about this. The establishment people, the never Trumper people who are promoting a potential DeSantis run for the presidency. But it was DeSantis that got this whole Martha's Vineyard thing going. And that's, you know, that's you got to say Pretty slick move there, exposing the left for the hypocrites, the racists, and the chumps that they are, ladies and gentlemen. And one thing I want to talk about also is we got to particularize the concepts. Like Department of Homeland Security, you got to understand it's not about the American homeland, the homeland itself. No, it's about the beltway. It's about the ruling class. It's about... Two different Americas. It's not like one America. It's like two Americas, and the one that counts in the eyes of the Beltway is the Beltway. So the Department of Homeland Security does not work for the homeland of this country, in my opinion. It actually works for the people that reside in that zip code in the Beltway that really pull the power levers in this country. And it's a kind of a whole new way of thinking to not think of America as America, but I think of America as split into two parts with one fringe cult lunatic part in the Beltway and then the rest of the heartland (laughs) – All right, to be continued, it's Matt Dunn. It's Backbone Radio. There we go, a little Sigrid music there. And Sigrid, we've been playing her tunes going back to 2017 around here at Backbone Radio. We were early adopters. We kind of like the Sigrid vibe. A pop singer, songwriter, writes these really beautiful tunes, actually, and many of them very poppy and very dancey. My kiddos, all four of them like Sigrid. And anyway, I thought I'd play some Sigrid tonight, because guess what? Sigrid is coming to Denver, Colorado. Can you believe that? Coming all the way out of Norway to come perform, I believe it's October 8th. And what is the venue? Uh, I'll I'll get that at some point. But uh, Sigrid, October 8th, coming to Colorado. And that said, you know, hey, that's a big deal. That's a big deal for uh, some of us who know who Sigrid is. And she's got a few big hits. And the Ogden. The Ogden. Is that is that Colfax? Where is the Ogden? Yeah, Colfax. And Ogden. So it's on Ogden Street. Hence the name the Ogden. At any rate, that might be kind of a fun one to go see. And I've got some other music from another concert we're going to this week. Taking all the kids going up there uh, to Red Rocks. Guess who that's going to be? Lauren Daigle. Yeah, you know her. The pop-sounding, spiritual, sacred Christian singer Lauren Daigle coming to town, whose voice 
is often compared to Adele's. But guess what? I say Lauren Daigle's voice is better than Adele's, if you want my opinion. I think that is absolutely the case. So, we're, yeah, we're going to try to get around and see some kind of – by the way, not that I'm on this, but I, I shouldn't dwell on all this extraneous stuff. But we just saw Imagine Dragons. Took all the kids out to see Imagine Dragons. And <laughs> um, it was over at Dick's Sporting Goods Park where the Rapids play. And so uh, that's a pretty good band. I've liked them for a long time. Remember that song, Thunder, Feel the Thunder? I'm not going to sing it. But they've got that, a bunch of huge hits, very, very catchy tunes. Dan Reynolds is the front man for Imagine Dragons. And, you know, they're very poppy. And um, the tunes somehow uh, appeal a lot to uh, teenagers and even pre-teenagers. There's a lot of little kids there. It was a great family-friendly venue and concert. We enjoyed that a great deal. But uh, if there's any negative, I mean, I love the Imagine Dragons. And uh, Dan Reynolds is a really excellent singwriting, songwriting, <laughs> singer talent. But, um, boy, you get those songs in your head and they stay there. I mean, they stay in your head for um, long periods of time. And I've realized that I've been going around and stalking the earth and moving around above ground from place to place and since that concert. And I've got one or another of the Imagine Dragons songs always flowing around in the back of my head. At all times. I wake up hearing Imagine Dragons, and I go to bed hearing Imagine Dragons. <laughs> that's, that's the way it is. You know, some groups are like that. Dave Barry, the humor columnist, wrote uh, a really funny essay about this once, about the earworm, the earworm songs, and he wrote down his top 50 earworm songs. And then if you read those, if you read that article, then all of a sudden you get the seed planted that, you know, those songs become the earworm for you as well. Anyway, we know what that's about, but uh, that, that doesn't mean to like insert anything like critical or negative about the Imagine Dragons, which are great, and we've been playing them. They're great for swim meets, where I'm the swim meet DJ, and I am totally just talking nonsense here. Just you know, It's just kind of fun. It's just, we're having fun around here as, yeah, as we watch America get extinguished by our vicious and evil ruling class that treats the American people like dirt. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. It's like just amusing. And I just th- – that's no way to run a country, and I just don't think it's going to be successful. But uh, I guess you could say there have been tyrannies in the past. Can they still do tyrannies even in this country? We've been pretty insulated from it for a while. But when the people in power get hold of the power of the surveillance state, mm, that's some real power that a small handful of people get a hold of. And, uh, man, they are going to use it to the max. Whenever the technology is out there, whenever that kind of technology exists, you can be assured that some humans will try to get that and maximize their power from the availability of any given technology. And our digital world really does seem to me to show a lot of risk of consolidating power in the hands of a small few But I was going to mention something about Martha's Vineyard that, yeah, the governor of uber-liberal Massachusetts has called up the National Guard, called him up to get the uh, 50 illegal immigrants out of Martha's Vineyard because they were, like, walking in the proximity of, like, millionaire and billionaire vacation homes. And, boy, the people that have those huge homes... 
really don't want illegal aliens like anywhere near. I mean, they go to the trouble to buy their like huge palatial estate mansion in Martha's Vineyard. You can't have illegal aliens in, in, the, in the vicinity of that, right? That's the good leftist for you, the Democrat governor of uber-liberal Massachusetts. They just used the military, got him out. Meanwhile, Texas, Arizona, it's thousands upon thousands a day in the wide-open border. And to see the way these leftists, <laughs> the way they're just reveling in their hypocrisy. These people have got their BLM's yard signs, you know, in their palatial yards at Martha's Vineyard, and they're, they, they, but they want the illegals out of their out of their domain, out of their backyards. That's the kind of people we're dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll bring some audio and some more details in, but why don't we say a first hello of the night? And let's say hello to uh, Rick. Rick, welcome from Aurora, our marathon man. Glad you're here. Yeah, hey, man. Oh, yeah, just quickly, I ran uh, for the 9-11 charity, a marathon in Longmont, Colorado last week. So. Oh, outstanding. And uh, did, it, did it go all right? Did you did you finish without crying? Well, believe it or not, you know, it was 99 degrees on Friday, oh. and then it dropped oh. to 45, rainy and windy at the start. So it was interesting, but, uh, you know, for good cause, that's what's good, so... Yeah, and uh, and so you you did finish and uh, yeah. and all that. Uh, can you can you give any details? Did you get you know near the top of your age group and all that? Or yeah, third pretty much. Third, dude. It was a pretty small marathon. You are the but, man, Rick. That was number two hundred sixty-eight. Number two sixty-eight. Well, you are you are wired but, differently than most humans, Rick, and I bless you for it. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> want to tell you how old I am. Anyhow, <laughs> you know, yeah, I got to tell you. <laughs> You know, let, let's compound, you know, besides the buses to Martha Vineyard, my idea, uh, an Uber to all the suburban housewives who have signs that say there's no such thing as an illegal citizen, and say, here's one for you, you know, we'll give them away, one for everyone. Yeah, maybe a whole family for yeah. everybody. Yeah. yeah, but because the hypocrisy is what kills me, it's just so rampant. Here's the sign. A Marth, the island of Martha's Vineyard has these signs that are all over the island, and here's the text of it. We respect women. We value black <laughs> lives. We right. stand with our LGBTQ community members. We stand with immigrants, with refugees, with indigenous peoples, and with people of all faiths. Mm. <laughs> they got everything covered except conservatives. <laughs> but, man, it took them two seconds to get the military to catapult these people uh. out of there. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you need to know about the way the left really thinks, the way they really are, Rick? Yes. Did you catch the Trump rally last night in Youngstown? I, I did. Got the audio. Did okay. you catch some of it? Of course. Got to yeah. watch. What'd you, what'd to... you think of it? It seemed like uh, another massive one, massive, yeah, enthusiastic thought... crowd, the whole deal. I thought it was great. He looks good. I mean, you know, you go an hour and a half like he does. Not, 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 not any politician can do that, basically. Yeah, no, nobody else could get a crowd, and nobody else could bloviate for, like, 90 minutes, two hours, like Trump does. Biden can, can't oh, even do it for 30 seconds, you know? Yeah, he'd have, a, you know, what, there's ten, usual 10 people showing up. It's such a, <laughs> do you ever get tired of it? It's so sickening, because i got to admit I do. Yeah, well, I mean, you just, uh, you just that's, that's the world we live in. It's, it's kind of what I'm realizing is, is that there's a... It's there's, all fake. It's, it's all fake. It's, it's a fake reality, and... You know, it's creating like a mental illness in the, in the people that somehow can't cleanse themselves of the propaganda. Yes, 
Yes. And uh, we're seeing that in action. It uh, doesn't bring out the best in human nature, if I may no. say. But, hey, Rick, third place, that's uh, yeah, yeah. not too shabby. Yeah. We expect first from you next time. But Okay. All right. <laughs> All the best to you, sir. Yeah, we're going to be going a little crazy with the Sigrid music and the Lauren Daigle music tonight because they're both coming to town, these great singers. And it's family-friendly music. These are kind of like shows you could take your kids to, even if they're on the uh, little side like mine happen to be. Well, I don't know if I'll bring the one-year-old. I don't know if he's uh, his ears are ready for... Even even that kind of action. But, hey, we're talking about Martha's Vineyard. We're talking about the vineyard. <laughs> and they use the military to immediately catapult 50 illegal immigrants out of their island. I think they loaded them on catapults and launched them onto some military base over on the Cape, Cape Cod. And, yeah, I've spent a little time in the vineyard, you know. But I don't have any of those shirts that have the little whale on them, you know. I uh, I don't have that, but uh, Nantucket is the place where the fishing is better. If you ever like, you know, fishing, stripers, you know, at any rate, the uh, vineyard, you know, they're total leftists. And, you know, how racist are these people? I saw this great article over at The Federalist about 12 different mansions, absolutely huge, gigantic mansions in Martha's Vineyard where they could house – 50 illegals in each of these mansions, each of them, easy, totally easy. And, uh, man, they look nice, you know. I mean, these, what are these homes worth, like uh, 15, 20 million each plus? But nope, nope, they're, uh, they, they, they can't handle all of this. And I just, just so we get this, um, here's a uh, vineyard woman who says, no, they, they have to go somewhere else. We can't have these people here. So, what are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are uh, we have, at some point in time, they have to move to somewhere else, right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants, um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island, and so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. Oh, no, yeah, you got to go because uh, our houses are for the billionaire elites. And uh, Barack Obama has a big billionaire house, right, doesn't he, on Martha's Vineyard, right on the coastline. And why aren't they just excited to, like, you know, have more people there? You know, elite, because they've got, they've got the yard signs, you know. They've got uh, – here's, here's what – this is the big sign at – the island of Martha's Vineyard. And I wish I had a visual here, but this is a radio. We respect women. We value black lives. We stand with our LGBTQ community members. We stand with immigrants, with refugees, with indigenous peoples, and people of all faiths. And then they have all these different languages of when they say the same thing. And all are welcome here. Hate has no business here. These are the signs all around the island of Martha's Vineyard. But when 50 illegal immigrants actually show up, well, they are not welcome. Well, it's uh, it says hate has no business here, but it seems like, whoa, who are these haters in charge of Martha's Vineyard bringing the military out? And, I mean, obviously these are easy, easy points 
to make, but it's it's good to just make sure we understand the kind of mindset we know what we're dealing with, the kind of people that feel so good about themselves. They they just think that they are the best. They are super. They are even morally superior beings, and they are astride. They are lording it over the morally inferiors in the rest of the country. Where uh, yeah, it's uh, they got they got to leave here. They got to be in someone else's backyard. And uh, yeah, it might be your backyard, someone else's backyard. You got to you got to take these people in. We we don't have the space here. It's got to be your backyard, not mine. Uh huh. And then apply that to every other political idea these people have and hold in their propagandized heads. And you know what you're dealing with. And uh, Chadwick Moore, who's a kind of an amusing commentator, he says, hey, these, these Martha's Vineyard people, these, these leftists are racist. Because what, what would happen if like 50 Ukrainians showed up at Martha's Vineyard? Wouldn't they be like adopted and showered with love? And wouldn't they hold a parade? That's kind of a good point here. There's not a question in my mind that if this had been 50 white Ukrainians, they would have thrown together a parade. They probably already have the flags out. They would have been lining up to adopt them, host them in their guest bedrooms, uh, parade them around social media. Look at my little pet Ukrainian. Me and Dimitri are going apple picking. You know, uh, <laughs> they're fundamentally racist. They are extremely racist human beings. Now, this is going to very ups- uh, upset them a lot because, you know, unlike when they call us racist, we just laugh because it's so clearly not true and it doesn't affect us. But they don't like being called racist, and they don't like these things being pointed out to them because it really hits at the bone and the core of who they are and how they view the world. Race is very, very important to them. They think about it. They obsess over it. Yes. And frankly, they don't want people who don't look like them in their little vacation homes. Well, apparently that is the case, and apparently that's what the United States military is for, is for protecting the mansions of the ruling class. Isn't that just the case, ladies and gentlemen? There's racist people. They sit around thinking that they are the least racist people. Oh, all that racist people out there in America. Then the moment they have a chance to show their lack of race, oh, they, they double down on their racism, but their, their self-esteem will probably still be intact. or probably still doesn't even occur to them. <laughs> the hypocrisy of all of this. NBC News has a tweet up um, from two days ago, which they have since deleted. And they quote a founding member of a foundation which helps refugees. And the quote is, Florida Governor DeSantis sending asylum seekers to Martha's Vineyard is like, quote, me taking my trash out and just driving to different areas where I live and just throwing my trash there, end quote, trash. These racist people, these racist leftists are calling illegal immigrants trash. Gil, um, trash, useless people, trash, garbage. That's, that's the left, ladies and gentlemen. And Karine Jean-Pierre says that, you know, these illegals deserve, deserve something better than ending up in Martha's Vineyard or in Washington, D.C., where some of that has been going on. They deserve better than being left on the streets of D.C. or being left in Martha's Vineyard. They deserve, deserve a lot better than that. They deserve better than Martha's Vineyard. I mean, uh, that would apply to 99.99% of the population that couldn't own a house or even like barely even set foot on Martha's Vineyard. 
and yet the illegals deserve better. That's a weird way to say it as you're catapulting them out, right? But let's get to this. Um, there's been uh, Texas, Arizona, and we talked about this last week, sent some you know, plane loads, bus loads of illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C., and that ticked off Mayor Muriel Bowser in Washington, D.C. Is, is this like racism all across the left? What's going on with these people? We're not a border town. We don't have an infrastructure uh, to handle uh, this this type of in a level of immigration to our city. But we will we'll create a new normal here in our infrastructure and have a, a humane welcome for people and an efficient um, you know service provision. But we, we don't have the ability. We're not Texas. Um, okay, we're not Texas. We're not a border town. You border towns are the ones that get to have the illegals, but not us in Washington, D.C. And so Mayor Bowser has been like attacking Republicans over the situation of illegals showing up in Washington, D.C. But shouldn't she walk across town, walk across D.C., walk across the Beltway and talk to people like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden? and Barack Obama, and Mitch McConnell, the rest of the open borders rhino establishment crowd, take it up with them. <laughs> Don't you think that would be like more effective? Rather, these, it's amazing. It's, it's like a, a real, it's like a lack of self-awareness combined with a lack of intelligence, combined with a lack of decency, combined with a lot of other negative stuff in these individuals. And that's just, I'll tell you, folks. Um, by the way, Fox News did interview an illegal immigrant outside the Naval Observatory, meaning Kamala Harris's house. Let's hear this one. And Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter, we come in, free, no problem. And, and But it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally, that's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. Uh, yeah, that was a little Fox News vignette from this week. So, yeah, the wide open border, that's the policy of the rhinos, of the Democrats, every Democrat, and not the American people. American people don't like this stuff. But the people whose policy this is, the open border, they don't want them showing up in their vacation homes in their wonderful island where Barack Obama has a mansion. They, You know the deal, folks. It's like these are the people we share this country with. Indeed, it is Sigrid Night around here at Backbone Radio. There's another one called Plot Twist. And I don't know, maybe that concept applies to what I thought I would mention right about now. And that is, yeah, Joe Biden's inflation economy, yeah, highest inflation in 40 years. We're back to the Jimmy Carter era with Joe Biden, and it's housing, it's energy, it's rents, it's across the board, it's groceries, and more on that in a moment. But it is just uh, such perfect timing in a way. It's such perfect Biden timing because he gets everything wrong. He screws everything up, and um, you just can't deny it at this point. And even leftists and people like inside the left know that, oh, my gosh, don't underestimate Joe Biden's ability to blank things up, to quote Barack Obama. <laughs> That's one of those 
anecdotal comments is out there. And whether or not it was really said, I, I, I think it probably was. But Joe Biden goes out to talk about his Inflation Reduction Act and how, boy, that's really helping, really helping that they passed all of this government spending to help reduce inflation, which is essentially just more green energy investment, making the economy less efficient and uh, providing all of the uh, resources to, uh, you know, the friends of Joe Biden. $369 billion on energy and climate efforts, $300 billion in green loan guarantees, $80 billion to double the number of IRS agents to conduct audits, $60 billion for environmental justice initiatives, $9 billion in tax credits for wealthy families to buy electric vehicles, $2.6 billion to conserve coastal habitats, $1.5 billion to plant trees. That's going to somehow reduce inflation in the mind of Joe Biden. But um, he goes on TV and the stock ticker in the bottom corner of the CNN screen, and I've got a still shot of it right here, um, the CNN cryon is Biden celebrates passage of his Inflation Reduction Act. And in the corner to the right, Dow Jones Industrial Average Minus 1,212.32 points. Down the tubes. Like, stock market going straight, straight down. Um, and why was the stock market going straight down? Investors were, in spook, were spooked about inflation. It was inflation worries where investors, oh, guess, oh, gosh, we're going to have more. It's going to be worse than we expected. It's not priced in. Sell. Let's get out of all of this. But let's uh, let's hear Biden. And this is how CNN, <laughs> CNN, here's how they handled this one. Good up. Okay, you're listening there to President Biden at the White House. He's celebrating the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act. He says that he's been fighting Big Pharma for decades. Um, but there is this unfortunate split screen right now with the Dow taking a total beating down more than 1,200 points. And so it feels like uh, it's hard to be celebratory for some people in the crowd. Yeah. Gosh, you know, it's uh, the Dow, according to, I believe that sounded like Dana Bash to me on there. I'm not sure who that CNN commentator was, but. The Dow taking a, quote, total beating, (laughs) total beating today. And Biden's out there celebrating Inflation Reduction Act, but investors are selling as fast as they can because inflation is much worse than expected. But around here, by the way, if you listen, I've been expecting ugly, grim inflation for quite some time. I called that one good and early, as I often do. I seldom venture into uh, market predictions but uh, once in a while, I do if I just feel convinced of something. But uh, yes, expect more inflation. The question is, what's the Federal Reserve going to be doing about it? How, uh, how are they going to try to counteract it? And what will that do to the economy? We're trying to pretend we are not in a recession in America right now. We're pretending about a lot of things in this country. But Sundance over the conservative treehouse has been uh, he's very good on uh, food and grocery prices. I believe this individual named Sundance uh, is his, his acronym, his his pen name might actually work in that industry. And he says this: um, Wave three of food price inflation is soon to arrive. And he's uh, he's expecting. And this guy hits it hits it on this economic stuff basically every time. 
he says that there's basically going to be a, a, a tsunami of food price inflation coming on. And uh, they quote this. Uh, he quotes The Hill, um, has this news bit about inflation. The five items that have seen the largest year-over-year price increase based on the latest report from the Labor Department and how much the price has changed. Eggs are up 39.8% year-over-year. Margarine's up 38.3%. Butter is up 24.6%. Flour and prepared flour mixes are up 23.3%. Olives, pickles, and relish are up 19.4%. Yeah, tell you what, don't put anything on your hot dog in the Biden era. It's going to cost you 19.4% more. And, um, yeah, they're looking at the consumer price index, and chicken is up 16.6%. Soups are up 18.5%. Cereals are up 17.4%. Milk up 17%. It's just, you know, the typical complete screw-up of the Biden administration on, you know, gas and groceries and go down the list. But Sundance does uh, drive this in here, and this is, I think, the, the takeaway point. We know there's inflation. We know it's bad. But... The energy-driven inflation in seed, fertilizer, diesel fuel, solvents, and industrial surfactants is about to travel from the field into the food supply chain with the fall harvest commencing. Wave three food price increases are likely to be higher than the prior two waves combined. Overlay that pricing issue with global shortages, and what are we going to get? And that's one thing that I think is not priced into the economy and is not priced into inflation expectations is I've been watching. You watch the charts on seeds, the agricultural sector. They need seeds to plant, to grow, yeah. Even people in Martha's Vineyard maybe understand that. Fertilizer. The fertilizer prices have gone off the charts. If you watch the fertilizer curves and how much it costs to get fertilizer when you're in the agricultural world, that has gone off the charts. Diesel fuel, incredibly expensive right now. Throw in solvents and industrial surfactants. And, folks, we are uh, we're going to have, it looks to me like, pretty substantial increases in food prices moving forward and I'll tell you what, I think, you know, the, the Democrats know this, the left knows this, the Biden team knows this. They're, they're sweating it and wondering how much of this is going to hit before November, before the election, because that's going to be very hard to spin away. Oh, they will try to spin it away, and they'll say, oh, higher prices are good for you. Oh, higher prices, we can afford it. Remember how they've been making these arguments on inflation? At first they said it wasn't happening, then they said it was happening, but it's good. And then they said, well, it's, it's happening and it's good, and we can afford it. And, uh, you know, it's maybe part of the reason why it explains Biden's total lack of popularity with the American people. And head-to-head polls, Trump defeats Biden handily. And so Biden's response is, well, I'm going to just have to outlaw my political opposition. I'm going to have to raid Trump's home. I'm going to send the FBI and the DOJ in there to raid Trump's home that's what we're going to do, and I'm going to give that red devil incendiary rhetoric speech, which essentially is a psychological way to ban all political opposition. There is no legitimate political opposition to Joe Biden and Joe Biden's mind and the left's mind, and some people, I think, lap this up. And like I was saying, are you seeing Mitch McConnell, 
you know, stand up to that or fight back against that? Are you, are you seeing the rhinos stand up to that? No, they're not. And it starts to make you think about uniparty dynamics there, and I might be getting into that as the next hours flow by here on Backbone Radio. Your thoughts invited. 303-696-1971, and we'll be back in a flash. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 